You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. What is a course? Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And that's the question we're going to be talking about today. What is a course? And that might seem like a stupid question, but there are no stupid questions. Actually, that's not true. I worked in retail. There are plenty of stupid questions. However, in this sense, there are not. The reason that I ask this is because the word course has come to mean many things to many different people. In fact, it's always the first thing I ask a client or a potential client before we work together. As part of a discovery call, we'd sit together and I'd ask them, what does the word course mean to you when you sort of close your eyes and you imagine someone taking your program? What does that look like? And the reason I ask this is because it's a really good way for me to understand what the word course means to you. And it means lots of different things. Today, I want to have a little bit of a discussion about terminology, about what I think the word course means, but about how it doesn't have to fit a certain box. And in fact, what we're doing here is using it as a delivery method to help students move from point A to point B and not much more. So anything outside of that is a bonus or a benefit, but really at the root of it, that's what we're doing, moving someone from point A to point B and the course is the mechanism that we're using to do that. So the reason that I ask people to sort of close their eyes and stop and think about it is because normally when you've got this idea of I want an online course, that means something to you. It possibly means that you've taken someone's course in the past and you liked the way it looked or it felt. It means that you've got this image in your head of how that might be. Do they go somewhere to log in? Is that somewhere on your website or is that somewhere on someone else's website? This question helps me identify whether we're going to be using plugin and building something custom on WordPress or whether we're using a platform like a Teachable or a Thinkific and and using that to host your course content. If you have already imagined that they'd go somewhere and it'd be branded with your brand and they'd log in, then we know we need one of those two strategies. We're not just delivering content via email anymore and that immediately takes out that option. See how these questions help us decide what you want your course to do. You might not know. If I just said to you, explain all the functionality you need from a course, you might not be able to, but that doesn't mean you don't know what you expect. You know how you want it to look and feel, and we want to dig into those sorts of things. So they've logged in. Well, what now? Do they have um, a menu down the side where they can click through to lessons? Do they have a welcome video? Do you imagine that they'd be able to jump backwards and forwards between lessons, or do you want them to have to do it in the right order? Do you imagine that everything would be available up front or would they have to wait till week one and week two? These sort of questions help me determine what kind of platform we need and what kind of functionality you need in terms of delivery of content. If you want them to have everything available up front, that's fairly easy. If you want them to have to work through step one before step two, before step three, that's a functionality called progressive. If you want them to have to do week one on week one and week two on week two, that's a functionality called drip feed. These questions are here to help us work out what you want your course to be able to do. But the truth is that courses can do all of these things or none of these things. The word course has come to mean so many different things to different people. Anything from a sort of $27 tiny offer, which might be some templates and maybe an instructional video, is now being called a mini course or a micro course, through to a full-blown sort of 12-month support membership program where you get live group calls and support and you might get one-on-one. And it's still a course. 
Sometimes it's called a program, sometimes it's called a membership, but, but the truth is it's still taking you on a support journey from point A to point B. It's still a course. There isn't a right or a wrong here, and you'll have learned that probably over the many, many podcast episodes that we've done so far, is I don't believe that there is one right answer in most situations, but there is good answers. There are things that work and there are things that will work for you and for your students. Now, they might not be the same as what works for someone else currently and their students, but there are things that have been proven to work well. So in essence, a course is designed to educate and support a student from point A to point B. In theory, a course is linear in essence in some way, but it doesn't have to be that way. You may decide to open up all of your content in advance and allow them to decide what they need to learn next. I've done that with my How to Create a Course program. Everything is available up front. There is a designed order. It starts at module one and works through to module seven. And I suggest or recommend that they work through it in that way. But I also realize that by the time they've purchased the course, they might already be partway through their course creation journey. Perhaps they've already mapped out their content or or they've already made some of their videos and they're stuck on the tech and they've purposely bought the program because they want help with the tech. Well, then it would suck if I made them wait five weeks till module five just to get the answers to the questions that they needed, right? How bad would that be? So part of the reason that I deliver all of the content available up front is so that they can make an informed decision. I'm a firm believer that all of my students are adults, right? You know what you want. You know what you need. As a general rule, you make fairly good decisions. I don't know. Like occasionally I make my way through an entire packet of Oreos, perhaps not the best decision, but I'm responsible in most cases. And I firmly believe that my audience is the same. I provide you with the information you need and you make the decision that suits you. So inside a course, I take a similar approach. While I might make my content progressive, so they have to move through in a certain order, as a general rule, I don't drip feed very often unless we have to, or unless it's a live program where everyone's moving through at the same pace. And so there is a reason why we're delivering week one and week one and week two and week two. So of course, while linear in essence, doesn't necessarily have to be so. When you're making those decisions about what suits you and your audience, just think about the reason that you're making those decisions. Drip feeding content out supports a live program, but progressive suits self-paced programs. Live rounds support community and group learning. Evergreen models support that instant gratification of being able to sign up the moment you need it and get started the moment you're ready without having to wait. There are pros and cons to every type of course out there, every delivery method, every platform, like every, every choice that you have has pros and cons and there isn't a right or a wrong. I just want you to keep that in mind when you're looking at building your program and you're perhaps looking at some of the other course creators out there and what's being done. One, just because it's worked for someone else doesn't necessarily mean it will work for you and your audience. But two, there isn't one right way. Be real hesitant if someone is telling you that this is the way you must do it. This is the platform you must use. You must break your content down into eight modules. You must run a live round. You must, you must, you must, you must. If it involves the word must... It's probably not right for you. It might be right for them. It might be right for lots of people. It could be right, but not necessarily. Okay, time for an action step because you can't build a course by listening to me have a rant about what the word course means. You actually have to go away and do something. And what I want you to take away from today is that your course can be anything you want it to be. It's designed to suit you and your students and take them from point A to point B. But how you do that has some flexibility. The best thing for you to do today, if you haven't done so already, is get really clear on what a course means to you. What do you want it to do? What functionality do you want it to have? What experience do you want to create? What do you want your students to be able to press and push and do? Close your eyes if it makes it easier or grab a blank piece of paper and and jot down some notes. But think about your course experience. 
When you've been a student, what did you enjoy? When you've logged into somewhere, what did it look like? Do you want them to log in somewhere? Do you want that login thing specifically to be on your website so you've got control of the process? Remember, there aren't rights and wrongs here. This is completely up to you and it needs to fit you and your business model and your brand and your strategy. But you need to know what you want it to be able to do. Otherwise, no one can help you create those results. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street, but please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes and better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search content into courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.